Hello, Thank and you for welcome tuning in to Birdcast. Bird uh, just a reminder, you Freeze. can access all Today of our shows we have a at www.birdcast.com. Talking with you again soon. Thank you. Broadway shows. He's a Tony Award nominee, a Tony Award recipient um, for the show Sweet Charity in 1986. He was named Best Actor. He's done a lot of off-Broadway. He's done a lot of television shows. He has been around the block, as they say. He also has a connection to Pittsburgh. He's in town working with students at Point Park University. He's directing the Sondheim musical Sunday in the Park with George. And this is, uh, I think he said, his sixth time to come to Pittsburgh and work with the people at Point Park University. So he does indeed have strong Pittsburgh connections. Just a reminder that you can find all of our Bergcast conversations at www.bergcast.com, and hopefully soon we will be on iTunes as well. Anyway, without further ado, please meet and listen to my conversation with Michael Rupert. There's a lot of arts here, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously. There are museums, there, you know, I just, I discovered your little subway system here, or whatever that is. <laughs> little and, subway is and, an yeah, operative yeah. word. <laughs> but I, I even ended up taking that out, because I'd never, I'd never seen Heinz Field before, oh, you know. Yeah. And though it was closed, I couldn't yeah. get in it, I still was able to walk around oh, it. Sure. And, and, and there's like the science museum right there, uh, yes. the science, whatever that's Carnegie called. Carnegie Science Yeah, Center, Carnegie, yes. Carnegie mm-hmm. Science. But um, but that's one of the great things about Pittsburgh, at least, mm-hmm. is there, you know, if I do have some spare time during the day, mm-hmm. there are things to do. Mm-hmm. You know, there are things to do here. So that's terrific. Um, how did you first become affiliated with Point Park? And are you a faculty member now? I am not a faculty member at Point Park. Um, I actually, long time ago, I first came to Point Park now, boy, is it, it's like, excuse me, over 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually got involved here because of a buddy of mine, Rob Ashford, Mm -hmm. who's a a choreographer in New York and director. Rob um, graduated from here in the dance program. And um, boy, you know, I I think maybe it was 1997, Mm -hmm. I think. Rob just called me up and said, would you be willing to go to Point Park and do a master class, mm-hmm. go to my, my school. At that time, it was even Point Park College. That's it right. wasn't even a university That's yet. That's right, you know? yes. <laughs> and uh, I said, yeah, absolutely. So, um, so I came out, to, I came to Pittsburgh, and I just spent an afternoon, like three hours, in the, in, uh, one afternoon, working with some of the students. And, and uh, it was fun. I had a great time. And, and that, was, that was pretty much it until I think a few, if I recall correctly, a few months later, um, I got a call from Shirley Barish, mm-hmm. who used to run the program here a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, Shirley Barish. And uh, just called it and, and said, would you be interested in coming and directing something for us? Mm-hmm. And um, it just, the timing just kind of worked out perfectly for what they want for the slot they needed because I actually was on my way to Florida to, to do uh, um, to, to start work on a new musical 
that I was in. Margaritaville, right? Margar yes, uh, well, yes, it wasn't. Yes. It was. It was by Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Okay. But it was called um, "Don't Stop the Carnival." Don't stop the car yes, yes. Which yes. was based on a book by Herman Woke, who mm -hmm. wrote "The Cane Mutiny Court Martial" yes. and "Winds of War" and "War in Remembrance." And it was ba Jimmy Buffett wrote this musical and based on this book. So I was headed down to the Coconut Grove Playhouse in mm -hmm. in, in South Florida to do that. And so it just cut, you know, I just had like, you know, I just had like a couple of months before I was supposed to be down there and it just worked out perfectly. And I actually came here for the first time then to, um, I directed a production of The Crucible mm -hmm. by Arthur Miller. Sure, yeah. And um, up at the old, up at the old playhouse in Oakland. Craft Avenue, Oakland, yes. Yes, Craft <laughs> Avenue. Yes. In one of the small theaters, not oh, the, not the big, really? not the big oh. stage. It was it was in the the downs, you know, in down in the basement, and yeah. it was it was, and I had really had a great time, mm -hmm. you know. So that's really how I first got to Point Park, mm -hmm. and then just over the years, um, yeah, you know, we we and myself and 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 the people here at Point Park, we just kind kind of kept in contact, mm -hmm. and. Um, and then, I guess the this the next time I came here was to do Ragtime, mm -hmm. and and I think one of the reasons they asked me if I'd be interested in directing it is I had just done Ragtime. Sure, on you Broadway. know I yes. I had just yes. done it on Broadway, and um, and so I came here to direct Ragtime, and mm -hmm. so I've come back. This is about my sixth time here now, wow. over the last twenty years, uh, coming to work at Point Park. So if you're not a faculty member, you're kind of a Unofficial faculty member <laughs> or unofficial director, and well, I'm technically known as a guest artist, yes. a guest director. Mm -hmm. Yes, and but the fact that you know, just the fact that they've kept asking me to come back, <clears throat> mm -hmm. it I feel, you know, and as I said, you know, before I've, I've, you know, I have directed at, at other universities around the country. Right. I enjoy working with students. So, oh, I think good, it's you good. know, yeah. it's it's interesting because it. it um, it, oddly enough, having been in this business mm -hmm. for many, many years, right. since I was really a teenager, working with young people um, kind of makes me realize in some ways why I got in the business. Mm -hmm. You know, I see their enthusiasm and their passion for it. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and as any actor will tell you, uh, as anybody in theater will tell you, that you know, once you've been doing it for literally a bunch of decades, mm -hmm. it's a job. Mm -hmm. It's our. It's what I. It's you know. It's just yeah. what I have done for a living, mm -hmm. and I've been very fortunate in my life that I've never done anything else. I've always been. I've made made my living doing theater, and um, and because of you know, and, and but also because I've been doing it really since I was a kid. You know, I, I just, I, I walk in the stage door and I know how all the magic works backstage. Sure. I know all the high, all the automation and the hydraulics and the trap doors and the, and you know, I, you know, I hang out with the crew and you know, and, and so sometimes you can start to forget that theater can be kind of a magical experience. Mm -hmm. yep. And, um, 
certainly for a lot of the young people that I work with, that I've worked with uh, here at Point Park, it it kind of it's a pleasure because they they again they remind me of of who I was when I first started mm-hmm. and how excited I, I was, <laughs> you know. So well, do they do they realize when you're directing them that you're a Tony Award winner, a Best Actor Tony Award <laughs> winner for Sweet Charity? Let's just talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I you know some of them may know, some mm-hmm. of them you know. Um, it's interesting right now working on Sunday in the park with George here at the university. Um, you know, uh, some of the cast were kind of surprised that I had worked with Sondheim before. Oh, yeah. You know, they didn't yeah. really realize. And I, I really only worked with Steve once on an off-Broadway review called Putting It Together mm-hmm. with Julie Andrews. And, and which, by the way, is a great CD, or if you can find it online, to stream it. It's excellent. Oh, yeah, yeah. thanks. Yeah, it's, it, was, it was really fun to do. We had a great time. But, but it was fun because, uh, you know, uh, I, somehow we got into a conversation about Steve Sondheim and... Uh, and so a lot of people in the cast were surprised I'd worked with them. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't realize I had done this. And I explained to them what I had done. And, you know, um, and certainly some of them, you know, some, some students, if a guest director is coming in, they'll Google you and they'll, they'll kind of find out a little bit about you. But um, I'm sure some of them know I'm a Tony Award winner. <laughs> so, some maybe not, you know. That's well, you, you, you originated Marvin in Falsettos. Yeah. Um, you succeeded, I think, John Rubenstein in Pippin. Is that correct? I did. Yeah. I, I took over for John in Pippin. And, yeah. of course, Tate in uh, Ragtime, which I saw on Broadway, and it was magnificent. And, by the way, I had front row seats. I don't know how I got them, but I got them. Wow. Did yeah. you really go? Oh, my <laughs> God. Excellent show. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that t- yeah Ragtime was a, was a really fascinating show to, you know, and um, to be a part of. The, the storytelling was so rich mm-hmm. and... and um, the role of Tata was a great role, though exhausting to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it yeah. was just like, you know, it was because Ragtime is, a, is about a three-hour musical. Yeah. And the journey that Tata takes is so emotional and so, you know, I, I, it was one of those shows that I found. And composed by Stephen Flaherty, a Pittsburgher. Yes, a Pittsburgher. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, St- Steve and Lynn Ahrens did the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, um, it was a special show, definitely. Yeah. 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 Well, um, and not, and not to jump around too much, but going back to Broadway for a bit, you have a long history of being on Broadway. I mean, I personally would call you a legend on Broadway <laughs> because I've been following your career, you know, as I mentioned just really briefly early on off mic, um, when I was doing a lot of theater, you were like one of the people who shared my type and I could kind yeah, of look, yeah. look to you as a, as a hero when I was learning roles and stuff because I'm sure I played roles that had you not have become a professional early on, you might have played in theater. Sure. You know? yeah. um, but you, you spent decades on Broadway and you've done some wonderful things. Um, do you miss performing on Broadway? Because I think your last one was... Um, was was it um, you played a professor? I think in your last show. Legally well, I did. Well, no, that's not my last show. Okay. But I did. I did Legally Blonde. I p- played Professor <clears throat> Callahan in that. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing I did was a, a, a I guess about three years ago now. I did a revival of On the Town. Oh, wow! Directed by by Tony Award winner John Rando. Oh my! And um, <laughs> a, and John and I had worked together 
uh, several times in mm-hmm. several different shows off Broadway and um, and in regional theater. And <clears throat> excuse me, John just um, you know asked me to. He knew that I was already kind of winding down my performing career a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, I wasn't quite as interested in that as I was in writing and directing and doing some other stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, John called me up about this revival of, of, you know, the Leonard Bernstein, Comden and Green musical mm-hmm. from, the, from the early 40s, mm-hmm. from during World War II. He said, I'm going to do this revival of On the Town on Broadway. And... He said, there's, a, there's a, a silly part for a judge, for Judge Pitkin. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a way to make it funny. Mm-hmm. It's not usually a very funny role, but I think we have, I have a way to make it funny, and I think you could really make it funny. Plus, you're only on stage for about 19 minutes out of the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> and you only have one song, mm-hmm. you know. And because um, John knew that I, I, I really, you know, I, I certainly didn't want to do a taxing show mm-hmm. or a, anything like that, you know, because I, again, was moving on to other stuff. So anyway, so I said yes to John. I said, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm there. Mm-hmm. And so I did that. That was on Broadway like three years ago. And we had it ran for almost a year. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of fun to do. But that that was my last show. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure when you're working at Point Park with the students and directing them, in addition to the blocking and the staging and, and so forth, um, are you imparting bits of wisdom to them about how to create a character and how to be an actor? Well, I try to, you know, um, as any director does. I mean, any any director is just, uh, you know, with with the performances, with the actors, you're... you're basically just a guide and an editor and you you know Mm -hmm. hopefully as any director will tell you you know a huge part of directing is casting Mm -hmm. you know you cast the right people it makes your job a lot easier um you know with 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 the point park actors being students they're certainly in class learning Mm -hmm. you know how to create characters they're learning lots of great stuff here i think and um but what I do is, if anything, as I talk to actors, mm-hmm. maybe I reinforce a lot of the stuff they're already learning here at the university. Sometimes I give them maybe a different take on, on how to create a character than they're used to. Mm-hmm. Um, every director has their own kind of method and, and their own ideas about creating characters. Mm-hmm. So um, hopefully... Uh, I'm, you know, giving them even little tiny pearls of wisdom (laughs) in some respect. I don't know, you know, but sometimes it seems like I am Mm -hmm. because they're, they, lots of times I suddenly see the light bulb turn on in their head, you know, and, and like, oh, now I get it. Mm -hmm. You know, now I understand that, that moment or that, that scene or whatever. The play you're directing now, it is, um... Which show is it? Sunday in the Park with George. Sunday in the Park with George. That's right. When does it open? Um, it starts, it opens on the 16th of March. 16th of March. I think so, we have a 
one preview before that on the 15th. So how far in advance do you actually start working on this as a guest director when you, you know, prior to casting, do you, do you have to do a lot of preparatory work before you can even look at casting and so forth? Um, well, I've done, I did a bit, you know, um, I actually was, uh, actually when they, when they asked me to do this, I, I kind of knew, I actually knew some months in advance mm -hmm. that I was going to come here to do this. But I was also busy doing some other things, some mm -hmm. other projects. And so with Sunday in the Park with George, um, it was really only about maybe a month, really, mm -hmm. before I came here to, to cast the show that I really was able to start to really sit down with the script and the score and really start to get a sense of, of what the show was. Mm -hmm. um, I, of course, I had seen a couple productions of the show way back in the day. Mm -hmm. Um, the show was first on Broadway in 1984, um, won the Pulitzer, mm -hmm. uh, Pulitzer Prize for Drama. Mandy Patinkin, I believe. Mandy Patinkin yes. and Bernadette Peters yes. were the stars. James Lapine wrote the book and directed it, who I had worked with on Falsettos, mm -hmm. on March of the yes. Falsettos. Um, so I, I kind of knew the show, mm -hmm. you know, because I'd seen it and... and so, but it, it really wasn't, it was about a month before I came here to start casting mm -hmm. that I was actually finally able to really sit down and, and, and really, you know, uh, start working on the show. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to auditioning, do you handle that yourself? Do you, are you seeing all of the actors as they come oh, yeah. in? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, how, uh, what, what is turnout usually like at auditions for for shows you direct like this one? Well, at, at, at Point Park, as, as with most universities, um, everyone has to audition. Oh, they do? Other than the I freshmen. Okay. Freshmen, freshmen aren't, um, aren't in the shows. Okay. They're, they're just here to learn for the first year. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, is all of the musical theater majors, all of the acting majors, mm -hmm. even if they're not musical, into musicals, at Point Park, they all have to audition, the sophomores, the juniors, and the seniors. Mm -hmm. So the fact is I see everybody, mm -hmm. literally everybody, in, mm -hmm. in, in, in those three classes. Um, and, and, some, it's, and, and some of the, you know, some of the students in the acting that are acting majors are mm -hmm. not really singers, you know. I mean, right. they're, but, but the fact that they have to prepare a, a, a song and audition is still good experience for them, mm -hmm. you know. So I get, I really get to see everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When uh, because you've been in the business for many years, do you notice as you're interacting with today's acting students? Mm -hmm. Do they? Is it the same as it was when you were in your teens and you were doing theater and, and being in shows? Are they taking the same approach to building a character and performing and stagecraft and so forth? Uh, for, for the most part, I think they are. Mm -hmm. um, the biggest change that I've, I've seen um, from the time I was their age mm -hmm. um, is that there is, maybe it's because of, you know, there just seems to be, uh, really maybe since the, since the TV show Glee, mm -hmm. there's just a lot more interest. There's a lot, lot more people that just are interested in being in musical theater. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was a kid, there were, you know, there were, there weren't even that many universities that were even offering 
a BA in musical theater. Mm-hmm. I mean, there weren't there weren't a lot of conservatories. There weren't. It was very different. There just weren't as many people today. When I come to some place like Point Park, and I've seen definitely in my t- in, in, in in over the years that I've been coming to Point Park, mm-hmm. I see the depth of talent mm-hmm. in the in the student talent pool. I see it as deepened. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing from the time I first came here twenty some years ago. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm seeing a lot. I'm really seeing a lot more talent than mm-hmm. I than I used to. Mm-hmm. So I think that that young people are just taking it more seriously. Mm-hmm. They're studying before they even get to college. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, and I think with today's students too, they have access to things like YouTube and streaming. Oh yeah, music, absolutely. Where yeah. when you, know, you and I aren't that far apart in age, and when we were coming up. You couldn't go to a video channel and say, well, I'm going to do this show. I want to see how so-and-so, I want to see how Len Carrier did it on Broadway. You can't, right, right. You, you can find things now that you couldn't find before, and I'm sure that helps them to... Uh, well, yeah, I mean, there was a time when, when you know, before the internet, certainly, you know, and that was a while ago, um, before YouTube and things like that, where literally if, if, if you were a student of, 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 of a lot of theater... If you wanted to see any kind of performances mm-hmm. from Broadway, uh, off Broadway even, um, really the only place to do it was at Lincoln Center in mm-hmm. New York, where you could go to the library and you could actually watch. Because as you, I'm sure you know, a lot of show, most many many shows are taped for Lincoln Center yes. mm-hmm. for the archives. Yes. And you can go there and make an appointment, and you can go into a room and you can watch a, mm-hmm. a Broadway show. But that was really the only place to do it sure. in, in, back in the day. You know, they, they, again, now again, there's a lot of, you know, they just have, a, there's a lot more access to, to that kind of material. Mm-hmm. PBS also has filmed a lot of stuff. Even when we did Legally Blonde, we yeah. filmed it for MTV. That's right. That's and, right. <laughs> and so, so now a lot of people, you know, a lot of young people still in New York come up to me and, and say, oh my God, you were Professor Callahan. Mm-hmm. And it was really only because they saw it on MTV mm-hmm. and, and were able to see that or now see it on YouTube or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Well, well now that you're, um, you're very, very involved with directing, and, and I'll mention too, you're, you're an actor, you're a singer, you're a writer, you've written some, some stunning work. I mean, mm, you've, you've done thanks. some things that have been produced. Um, do you like or do you prefer being a director now over the performance? Sort of I really thing? do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I. Again, when you, you know, when you start as a, uh, start out as an actor, and for many years when I was when I was performing, you know, I just I, I really had this huge desire just to be on stage mm-hmm. and to tell a story that way, yeah. and to be in front of people. You know. Truth is, I just don't have that desire any longer. Oh, wow, I don't need really? to be. Well, I've done it, yeah. you know, and I don't. I don't really need to be in front of people any longer. I don't need to be performing. I just don't have that desire. Mm-hmm. And the truth of the matter is, um, for any actor doing, especially in a musical, doing eight shows a week, mm-hmm. week in and week out, is a lot of work. It's a real grind. And I just find as I get older, I just don't care enough to, to, you know, I just don't have the desire enough to commit to that kind of, um, that kind of, 
um, commit or, or that energy and that 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 strength that takes that. You know, right. that's why. Again, in the last few shows that I've done as an actor, uh, it's been a pleasure to just do smaller supporting roles. Mm-hmm. You know, because first of all, you know, with most certainly with musicals. Most of the leading roles are done by younger people anyway. Sure. They're younger people's sure. stories. Mm-hmm. So when you get to be my age, you know, you get to play like the the older character guy, right? You know, right. or like in the case of something like Legally Blonde, you get to play the jerk, right. the bad guy. You know, <laughs> which is uh, fun though, right? The villain. <laughs> absolutely. You know, it's it's very satisfying. Um, so yeah, so I'm I'm I really kind of enjoy, uh, uh, you know, it's. I enjoy directing mm-hmm. and, and being on the other side of the, the footlights now, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and it's, it's very satisfying to help other actors kind of create the story that needs to be told, sure. you know, and to work with designers to create that story. And, and um, it's fun. It's Do exciting. you see yourself at some point going back to Broadway as a director? You know something, I, I, I don't think I do really. Um, again, my whole life has been spent in commercial theater, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, now I'm just really kind of enjoying the last three years, um, even, even a little more than that. I've, I've, I've really been enjoying just uh, going to different universities and mm-hmm. working in, in, a, in that atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, working with students mm-hmm. and 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 kind of uh, being there at the beginning of their careers and their their journey mm-hmm. that they're going to take through theater. Um, I've directed, you know, I've directed uh, two or three things off Broadway mm-hmm. in 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 theater in New York. Um, but it's not something that that I'm that interested in pursuing at this mm-hmm. point. Um, truth is, honestly, is, is in the commercial theater, whether it would be for direct, whether it be as a director or as an actor, you know, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying my semi-retirement of, of, of just, you know, again, I've done it. I've been doing this for over 50 years, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm just kind of enjoying spending time, you know, um, I have a you know place out west where I go skiing oh, and yeah. and and um, you know just spending time in New York going to see shows mm-hmm. and seeing you know hanging out with friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we t- so I think I've gotten lazier in my you know in my in my later years. <laughs> we talked before we started rolling about about the many albums you've appeared on as a singer uh, and um, you know I know that you consider yourself an actor primarily and now a director. Um, do you ever see yourself recording an album or doing more with music or is that something that you think is maybe part I really of don't time? think I would. Okay. Yeah, at this point I, I think I'm I'm you know, I'm I'm pretty much beyond that. Yeah. Or um, you know, I'm just I've been singing since I was a little kid. 
mm-hmm. you know, and, and... Were you always good? Did you always know you had that talent, or did you study voice, or...? Oh, I studied. I did yeah. study later on, but, you know, I, I just, like a lot of singers, I just kind of had a, na- had a natural ability to sing. Oh, good, okay. You know, I, by the time I was six years old, I was singing mm-hmm. Up a Storm, as, just as a little, little tiny kid. Um, it was really only once I moved to New York to do Pippin, Mm-hmm. that um, Betty Buckley, who was in Pippin at the time with me, mm-hmm. um, had a singing teacher that she hooked me up with, mm-hmm. um, a wonderful uh, <coughs> guy named Paul Gavert, uh, who has since passed on, passed away, because mm-hmm. uh, he, he was an older gentleman even then. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um, I studied with Paul for some years, and... Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, he taught a lot of, he, 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 he had a wonderful technique and taught many people, many very, kind of a, a very, he had a very diverse clientele right. Right. from Len Cariou and Sweeney Todd, mm-hmm. you mentioned before, to Stevie Nicks. Wow. <laughs> with Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, he, um, he had a wonderful technique and, mm-hmm. and um, I learned a lot from him. Yeah. The one final thing I want to ask you, and this is just something because of the generation that I grew up in and you grew up in, Mm. you did a lot of TV over the years. Um, How was your experience working on My Three Sons and on the the Partridge family, which I loved as a teen? (laughs) Well, you know, when I was a kid, I grew up in Los Angeles, and and I knew I wanted to be an actor very early on, and and my parents were actually quite supportive of me doing that. Not necessarily thinking that I was going to go on to do it as an adult, mm-hmm. but as a kid, they thought, well, well, you know, we'll we'll support him and we'll we'll you know we'll drive him to auditions in L.A. and we'll go to the set with him if he has to do a movie or a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, so starting out as as a very young kid, as a, as like a twelve year old, mm-hmm. uh, professionally in film and TV, it was just kind of a lark. You know, it was just kids. I was just a kid, like, on a set. Um, it wasn't until, you know, and I did, like you, like you say, I did old TV shows like Gunsmoke and mm-hmm. My Three Sons and all these shows from the 60s when I was a little kid. Um, but it wasn't until I was, like, 15 years old that I got cast in a Broadway musical. Mm-hmm. You know, and suddenly everything kind of changed because I suddenly had to move with my mother. My mother had to come with me. I had to move from L.A. to New York mm-hmm. to do a Broadway show while I was still a teenager. And, um, and that's where I kind of, that's when I kind of fell in love with, with musical theater. Mm-hmm. I had a great time doing that. Um, and I think it was then that I, I actually got a Tony nomination mm-hmm. as a 16-year-old for that show and that's kind of when my parents suddenly thought as they were sitting with me at the Tony Awards like maybe he's really going to do this maybe <laughs> maybe this is not just a kid thing yeah. and then he's going to go on and become an orthodontist or something <laughs> but they had to see your talent yeah, right? yeah. they knew you were well talented. they knew I was talented but they still kind of thought like it was going to be something I did as a, as, as a teenager mm-hmm. and then I would end up going to college and, and being something else mm-hmm. But we were there sitting, sitting at the Tony Awards, and uh, which I did not win. That I did, I lost the Tony <laughs> Award that year, but I was nominated. Um, 
And that's when I thought, I think my parents suddenly thought, oh, oh my God, he's really, maybe this is really something he could do for real mm-hmm. as, a, as a career. Um, so that's when I kind of decided that I was more interested in theater than television mm-hmm. and film. Um, though after the happy time, I went back to Los Angeles mm-hmm. um, and to finish high school. Mm-hmm. And then I just started working out there, doing things like, as you say, the Partridge family. Yeah. And I think you were in, on Alice also. I was on Alice, yeah. on Marcus Welby, yep. MD. Yep. All of those shows, All I, I probably did guest shots on every single show Didn't at that time. did you play a director on Alice? A director? I did, yeah. Because yeah, I, yeah. I recall, yeah. I did with Joel Gray. Joel Gray was oh on that God. episode as well. <laughs> Amazing. I played a director on Alice who was putting on like a community review mm-hmm. in, 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 the, in Arizona. In, I think they're in Arizona. Are they not? Or New Mexico. I um, forget where Alice is I set. I think it was Arizona. I want to say I Arizona. think it's Arizona. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but I just, but the show was in trouble. So I just happened to have my friend Broadway star Joel Gray. Oh, that's right. Who's, that's right. who's like, like. <laughs> going to be in town for, for something, and I rope him into doing this show with Alice. It was fun. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. great. Um, the one, the one, one final thing I'll ask you is, um, growing up in Los Angeles, <clears throat> excuse me, and moving to New York at such a young age, did you oh. live by yourself in New York when you first moved across No, country? I first, I, 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 I came with my mother. Mm-hmm. My mother, you know, I, I have a sister. And my dad was still alive at that point. Um, so my dad and my sister stayed in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. My mother came to New York with me. We got an apartment. And uh, she was here. For, uh, the, the happy time didn't even run quite a year. It ran, a, 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 I think, a little over 10 months. Mm-hmm. But my mom was here for most of the time. There was a short time where she went back to L.A. just to, to be with her, her family again for, for a couple of weeks. And I was really here by myself as a Mm 16-year-old. I went to professional children's school, which was a school for performers. And and I had the show to do. So Mm -hmm. I kind of took care of myself for a couple of weeks. But mostly my mother was here. And being from a city like Los Angeles, which is a huge city, New York didn't seem like the big, scary city that it could to somebody who's maybe moving from the Midwest, correct? Well, yeah. I mean, L.A. is certainly a big, big city, but it's also a very spread out yeah. city. Yeah. So New York, though it wasn't scary, was still very intense. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because it would be like if I had grown up living in downtown L.A., yeah. maybe I could identify with it more. But I grew up in a suburb out near Pasadena. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I grew up in a suburb of L.A. and... Um, so it was still a very different experience. And, and do you like? I, I I love New York. I've been going to New York since I'm about twenty. Hmm. The first time up there, it seemed like this huge, crazy city, and I, but I loved it. And all these years later, it's still after Pittsburgh. It's my second favorite city, no yeah. question. Um, and you've lived there your entire adult life, yeah. and you must love living there to stay there. Well, I'm I'm just yeah I I'm just I guess because I've lived there for so many years yeah. now, I'm just so used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just like. It's hard to imagine living anywhere else for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, though, um, like I say, I do get out west a bit, you mm-hmm. know, to get, get in the mountains. Um, but 
it's still like I'm so used to New York. Mm-hmm. New, New York is still so. Uh, it's home for it's me. It's home. Yeah. It's home. Yeah. Well, to end this, Michael, and thank you very much for your for your time in doing this. I really appreciate it. It's, Absolutely. It's, a, it's an Thanks. honor to meet you. Um, just provide again the details of Sunday in the Park with George and how people can get tickets. Well, they can uh, they can call the Pittsburgh Playhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what the box office number is to be honest with you, but I know that uh, it starts on the I think the prefer- first performance is the fifteenth mm-hmm. of March. Um, it's actually going to be, I mean, um, I'm not even sure how long it runs. I think it runs for like two weeks, mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> and the I should have known this. And the Playhouse is downtown <coughs> now. Many yes. People it's may the, not realize that. Well, this is also the thing that's special about Sunday at the Park with George is this is the first musical that will play this brand new Playhouse. That's excellent. The first one. Yeah. And so many years from now, when all of us, all of us, the students, the designers, myself, everybody, long after we have moved on to other stages, mm-hmm. there are going to be people here telling stories on that stage. Mm-hmm. And kind of the thing that's special for me is Sunday in the Park with George is going to be the first. Yeah. The so first. If, so if, if all the previous work you've done in Pittsburgh before didn't make you part of Pittsburgh history, and in my, <laughs> and in my opinion... It does, <laughs> um, yeah. but you definitely are a part of Pittsburgh history now for having directed the first musical at the new Playhouse. So, uh, congratulations! Well, congratulations, man! And thanks. again, thanks so much, Michael. I really appreciate your You're time. And break nice a leg. talking to you. Break a leg. All right, thanks. Thank you for tuning in to Bergcast. Uh, just a reminder: you can access all of our shows at www.bergcast.com, and we look forward to talking with you again soon. Thank you.